0: You're listening to the Life Center Church Podcast.
1: as we go through the year
2: I kind of keep a little piece of paper in the drawer of the amazing things that happened to all of you and some of them take two and three years but God doesn't have a timetable he's not doing this we don't You might not have even known that they were going through stuff, but they were going through stuff. God was building their faith, building their character, and you're going to get to hear some amazing stories today. I, My heart, my hope, our hope is that it encourages you. <laughs> some of you right now are sitting there in one of these in a valley. How are you doing? Great, I'm doing good. Really? Are you really doing good? Probably might be hurting in heart. Some of these that in is this going to end, Lord. But they came and they stayed faithful. They stayed obedient, just like you are. Continue to walk out the course. Continue to stay the path, because God's going to stay with you. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. Those that come up here today, and some of them are going to um, speak to you from down in front here, they're going to be nervous. Would you be nervous? Probably. What's the number one? They're going to share their hearts. In Psalm 145, verse 3, David says it this way: Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness, no one First speaker this morning is going to be my brother, Mike Sombrito. Mike, will you join me up on the platform, please?
3: God is good. And all the time? Amen. When, uh, When Pastor... second chance at life with my weight loss, which I think I'm down to about 270 pounds from about a little bit over 400 plus. Um, yeah, that was a big step. That was a big step, and I'm feeling really, really good about that. But I think the greatest gift that the Lord had given me this year is um focus. trust This man, he he knows, you know, he he he, he sees me every Sunday, you know, and, and he catches on things, you know, and he and he knows when to make that email, when to make that phone call and say, listen, you know, we need to we need to sit down and talk, you know. Um, or he'll come up behind me and I'll go, Are you okay? You know, and, and and nine times out of ten I'll tell him, yeah, yeah, everything's great, you know, just like he said, and then you know, inside I'm really but um, we had a talk one day, um, I think it was about maybe an hour, an hour, an hour and a half, maybe two hours, yeah, two hours. We sat down and... they will let you down. focus on God and you know he will never steer you wrong Um, I have uh, a um, a verse that I want to share with you that spoke out to me and I'll close with it it says blessed blessed is he who does not fall away
2: Thank you, Mike. Um, I can remember, brother, when these three steps were like climbing Mount Everest. But to God be the glory, and, and that's that's a victory right there. When you agree, about church body, that's a victory for brother Mike right there, those steps from the bottom. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Connie and Arnie Newton. timer
4: to give God the glory, but he has done through
5: it all for us. Good morning. <clears throat> it started March of two, 2017. I just went in for a... Sent me home. Everything was going good. That was on a Tuesday. Two- then it was Thursday. I said to Connie, "There's something's wrong. I've got an awful pain in my groin, and it's starting to swell." that's any aneurysm, we got to operate, but I had a little hiccup, my heart was not good enough, I was, just had surgery, my have. <clears throat> and then it was the next, Sunday, that was on a a Friday, and the doctor had said that I couldn't have it, and then Connie came in on Sunday morning, and I told her just to go to church and have the congregation pray for me, because I didn't know. Oh, yeah, no. kidneys were going going down they, could, they couldn't do this procedure because of my kidneys they got my kidneys straight out they finished up the procedure I went home about a Tuesday and when I got home we got up on Pain Well, I got another hiccup. I'm still not strong enough to have another surgery. So they got me straightened out. I was doing pretty well, so they sent me home again. And that was on a Tuesday. And I got home. And they, they told me I had... No, it's not your turn.
4: And it was the following week that I lost my footing and fell off a neighbor's porch. I landed with my head on a sharp rock. It bled profusely. I went to the Los Alamitos ER and had it sutured up. Developed hematoma hematomas in my head and neck. Um, it was called traumatic subdural hematomas. Um, I can... Uh, Remember...
5: went to rehab. And when she got home from rehab, but there was one thing in between there that we didn't mention, and that was when uh, they sent me home from the hospital. Each time I had a hiccup, they couldn't do it because of my health, because of my heart. Just home for it removed the kidney and praise the Lord the the cancer was contained in my kidney
4: shoe stuck to the plastic mat and I lost my balance. I knew I was going over so I held my head. I didn't want to injure my head again so I landed on my hip. Um, Went back to Los Alamitos ER, scheduled surgery the next morning. I broke my femur at the hip and had a total hip replacement. So after that for rehab we went back to Alameda's West and they all remembered us there. Mostly by our name. They saw that name. Oh, we've seen you before. So I had to remain on my back for quite a while for recovery and during that time my headaches went away. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, the last two years We were on the prayer chain often, and I felt the power of prayer daily. Received many visits, in fact, visits the time he had his kidney surgery. The waiting room was full of friends and family. It was just wonderful. In fact, I thought I was a
5: celebrity or something because of all the people that come to visit me.
4: (laughs) That's right. Um. of
0: those.
4: I'm not going to read them all, but look at this stack of cards we got. Um, First of all, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Amen. Um, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, and great is his faithfulness. And then this one we pray daily. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew.
5: I had a nurse with me all night. They were watching the monitors very close. They didn't know just where or what was going to happen next. And through all this, all I can say is we pray, we ask God for help, then we wait for answers, and then we see the miracles that he does. And we just praise the God for what he's done for us. If it wasn't for the miracles, we wouldn't and because they thought they lost me and I thought they lost her you know, praise the Lord
2: so many of you that could be standing here as well. We've walked through things. We've walked through challenges. And God has brought you through. And so to that we say, but God. So um, Bob and Bonnie. He's leading on. Okay.
6: Morning. Bob Erikson. Uh, back, I did things or any kind of on our trip, but I was in the garage, and all of a sudden, I disoriented, all of a sudden, it was weird, kind of a disoriented, did where I was at, really, uh, lost my balance a little bit, and luckily, it was, I kind of almost fell over, we and I was in the garage, and grabbed onto the workbench there, so I stood up, and it was okay, so I kind of stood there a while, and just kind of let things go with everything, went to the house, and water, oh, washed my face in cold water, Strong. I said, I'm okay. Do with the manly thing. I'm wrong. So anyway, well, I, we uh we went there. As I stayed in the house the afternoon. We went out to eat the way that he didn't. I drove. we really should. I really should, have been, but I did. Anyway, why well, uh on came back again. I said, it wasn't feeling right, and I didn't know what it was. And so I went to the sat around and I we watch TV. Yeah, evening went to bed. walking to the bed. I couldn't walk. I mean, I had to hold all to the furniture. Furniture to another to stand up and walk I mean, with them. What was wrong? I didn't know. And uh got into the bedroom and I fell again. This time I was right alongside the bed the time. I got up and I knew something was wrong. No, we were really bad this time. So I went into the living room and told Bonnie, I said, you know, and I I think I'm having a stroke. And why I said that, I don't know, because I did not have no symptoms. Why I said I was having a stroke, I don't know. But anyway, Molly hurried up and said she, she drove me this time to the hospital. And uh, so we went there and got to the thing, and there's there a wheelchair set outside there. And I used a wheelchair for a, a walker. And uh, I really, it, it, I barely could walk. And it we it got to the reception desk. And, and she, I told him I think he was having a stroke. Well, they take you right to the end of the line if you have a stroke or heart attack. And, so like I said, now, we got in there, and of course, they put you in. Anyway, the doctor comes in there, he said, what's going on here? He says. So I told him the story of what had happened in the afternoon. So he looked at him watch, he said, man, he said, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And he said, now it's 10.30 at night. He said, what have you been doing? He said, you know, you're supposed to get in here when you think you're having a heart attack or a stroke. He said, you get to the hospital right away. But, uh, anyway, uh, he, uh, he he gave me the test, you know, he touched your nose, t- he held his hand, I touched my fingers, and he grabbed my hand, he squeezed my hand, and all that stuff, and everything's okay, But I just my leg and lifted him, and he said, he said, well, I don't know what you had, he said, but I don't think you had a stroke. He said, but we got the MRI schedule, so you're going to have an MRI, and, and so I said, okay, so, anyway, well, about an hour and a half, two hours later, waiting around, he comes in again, and he said, well, he gave me that test again, where he touched your nose, he said, no, he said, I'm almost sure. He said, you didn't have a stroke. He said, fact is, he said, you probably could go home right now. But he said, he got his uh, MRI lined up. He said, you may as well have it. And so I said, okay. So anyway, I never had an MRI. That's another thing, you know, you don't want to put on your bucket list. Anyway, uh, <coughs> uh, anyway we, had, we had the MRI. And uh, at the end of the MRI, about an hour or so after that, they came back with the results of the MRI. And he said, to the Dr. they he said, you did have a stroke. He said, fact is he said you've had two strokes. He said back, he said, well, some time back, he said if you had a stroke, you probably didn't even know you had it. And he went but there's a here you knew you had it or something wrong. So anyway, my it was ready to let me go an hour ago, and now they've they, they set me up to the stroke ward. The Kaiser has a stroke ward upstairs. So anyway, they put me up there and for two days I was up there and I felt fine. No problem at all. I was doing great. God I mean touched me, where I had no problems at all. With that stroke. And so. Anyway, something that I found out later what the deal was, uh, whenever you have a minor stroke or a small stroke, your chance if you have a major stroke, a paralyzing stroke, it jumps up to, I'll be, almost you're yeah. going to have one. Almost, they, they, they had me on the monitor all the time. And uh, they figured within a day or two or three days, you're going to have another major stroke, a paralyzing one. And uh, thank God, nothing happened. Great. So they released me. We went on our mission trip. There, hanging drywall, doing this, hanging insulation, and hanging doors and stuff. Never had any side effect at all. And praise God. I mean, I never, God touched me. And I mean, it was just totally a, no, no accident. We had a friend that had a uh, minor stroke. And man, he couldn't talk. He couldn't re- realize a lot of things. And, and, and but God just touched me, I just mean, gave him all the glory. I mean, this it's just good. So I believe you've be really blessed. God is good.
7: upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and you shall glorify me. And that's what all these testimonies this morning are to bring glory to the Lord. We're glorifying him for what he's done to each one of us. The Lord is merciful, and he's faithful. And all we need to do is call upon him, because he's waiting for us to call. He'll let us do everything on our own, like our men do. They want to be macho. But God wants us to call upon him. You know, he went to the ER, and that's when I found out the full story. I didn't know everything that had happened until I got into the ER, and he's telling the doctor, because he's macho. But I want you to know, I tell him, the Lord gave him a helpmate, but he didn't want to help me, (laughs) because they don't want to listen. So men... Use your helpmate that God gave you. <clears throat> but I want you to know, a, few, a couple of years ago, I was in the emergency. And uh, when they were hooking me up, uh, they, I asked for a glass of water. And the nurse says, first things first. And they just kept hooking me up. And, and so later she brought me in a, a glass of water. And she said, wait, it stopped. And got you water. You wouldn't have been here to drink it. She said your blood pressure was too low. And your pulse was 24. And so I laid there with peace. And every time we have gone into emergency. I've had the peace of God. A peace that passes all understanding. Because we know who we trust. And one of these days, we know it's appointed unto man once to die. But when we walk into those pearly gates, we're going to have that same peace. The peace that passes all understanding is ours. We just need to call upon the Lord. So I want to tell you to live ready. Because you don't have to be old like the ones that you're seeing up here now. To have problems or have a wreck. We never know what our tomorrows hold, but God has peace to give to each one of us. So live ready, live ready for He's coming soon.
2: Thank you, Mama Bonnie. What a great word! Live ready. That's uh, an. Tom and Shirley, will you please
7: come up, please.
2: He's got quite a
8: through 2018 and I picked up a favorite line uh, I've been to a gastronologist, a urologist a cardiologist a pulmonologist a radiologist and the list goes on and on and on the only ologist that I hadn't gone to is a psychologist but at times I think he's on my list uh, but when I was you know going through what I was dealing with Short-winded. So I went in and they found out that I was retaining fluid around my right lung, between the outer flap and the lung itself. And since they discovered that, I've had a total of 12 liters plus of fluid pulled off that right lung. But that wasn't all. They said, well, the reason for that is probably cancer. So I went through cancer, you know, examination. And like Arnie, they found cancer in my right kidney. And Shirley and I discussed it, and we thought the best thing to do is to get rid of the kidney. And so that's what we chose. And uh, as I stand before you today, everything's fine. Well, the flood came back. So they said, it must be congestive heart failure. Well, they ruled that out. The gastroenterologist checked my liver. and He said, you don't have sclerosis. I mean, so I'm doctor by doctor, specialist by specialist, I've been getting a pretty good a clean bill of health but that fluid really it did a number on I me and I was concerned like anybody else would be and finally they realized that they needed to do something in that I had had some fluid pulled out in the doctor's office in the pornologist's office because she said I can't keep doing this so then I had to go into the surgical room have have that procedure done but what I really want to say through kidney removal I've gone through a drainage of fluid out of my 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 uh, area around my lung but I stand before you here today with no fluid on my lung I uh, you know I went through the surgery and my urologist and his other cohort came into my room they said you don't." Know, Mr. Brown, we weren't too sure you are going to make it. They said, with your heart condition the way it is, with your age, we weren't too sure. They said, you can't do surgery with flying colors. That's God. That's God. And uh, in yeah.
9: <clears throat> they put powder inside of his lung, is what they did. And the doctor couldn't find it. enough for the surgery so they did the surgery they put the powder in the lung and then he did a bedside treatment where he put some kind of glue around there so so even through the last x-ray that he had he has no more fluid at all in that, that lung so God did the trick
8: as a matter of fact they say it looks better now than it did when I came out of surgery so God is doing a great job God is faithful. I um. I have a scripture I want to share because of time. I I, oh, there's a timer, but Isaiah. Okay, Isaiah forty, chapter forty, verse ten. It says he will. Oh, long run. There we go. Sorry. It says. Right hand. Now you talk about a promise to hold on to. I was in the right hand of God. And his hand is victorious. And when I think about it, you know, I don't want to repeat this. I don't want anybody to go through what I've gone through. But you know what? People say you don't look like you've gone through the surgeries. Look what God has done. He healed my body, he saved my soul. He baptized me and he's made me whole. And God is a good God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever.
9: I try to be short and sweet so since I have no more time, (laughs) this song came to my mind this morning. It's called You Can't God giving no matter how hard you try. The more you give, the more he gives to you. So keep on giving because it's really true. You can't be God giving no matter how you try. So I want to just tell you about this last Miracle Sunday. Do all of you know what Miracle Sunday is? That's when we give 90% to the Lord and we keep 10% to live on one of our fellow members when we first had Miracle Sunday she was praying about it and she prayed to the Lord and she said Lord how do you expect me to live on the 10% and it was like she heard him say I do it every week (laughs) so so she gave gave the 90% and lived on the 10% and God brought her through that but we we gave our miracle sunday offering and what was the total this year 80 almost $71,000 almost so that is i think that's one of the biggest offerings that we've ever had so praise the lord so if we are faithful to the lord and i want to challenge students and you that don't tithe if you'll give to the lord he will return back to you twice fold, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He will give to you. So, if you, and one thing you cannot out give the Lord, Tom and I are seniors, but if you knew what the Lord has given to us over the years, you would be amazed at what the Lord has done for us. And that's because we have been faithful to tithe every you are faithful to tithe the Lord will bless you and keep you so give to God whether you're young or whether you're old whether you just have a small amount or a big amount give to God that 10% and he will give back to you twice fold Thank you. oh I forgot about the offering uh, we gave our check in the offering and one week So you you can't outgive the Lord. He'll he'll I mean from an unexpected place that we weren't even expecting to receive. So God God is faithful.
2: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Tom and Shirley, and uh, what they just said about um, the tithes and the offerings. Verify that in the scriptures; it's there. You'll find it, in God never. Mark Betterson say, um, Richard, as you're coming up here, <coughs> um, God doesn't own the cattle on a, on a thousand hills. And Pastor Mark is coming from Washington D.C. He has um, his national church in Washington D.C. He says he owns the capital and everything. So it gives it's kind of a funny way of saying the perspective: you can't outgive God, and that's what they just said in a nutshell. So, Richard. Yeah, we're going to go up here. Yes.
1: Good morning, Life Center. Just want to wish everybody a happy new year to become. And um, special thanks to Pastor Chuck, Pastor Tim, and Life Center Church and staff, also my brothers and sisters here for allowing me to share my testimony 2018. And also special thanks to my lovely wife, Elba, Seven seconds. Um, uh, be careful what you pray for. Uh, a little over ten and a half years ago, I was homeless, living out of my truck, and um, I said three magic words in front of a mirror: "God help me." And my whole life changed. And um, pray, praise God, and God gets all the credit. And uh, my testament testimony is. So be careful what you pray for. But a little bit of my history, uh, there was a period of my life, 26 years, I considered myself a, a dead man walking, a prisoner of my own skin, and it was some choices. change, and um, changed drastically. I look back at the last 10 years, and it's just absolutely amazing. You know, but I'm going to fast forward to 2018. Uh, I recently had a uh, surgery, uh, my fourth spinal surgery in t- uh, since 2010, this past June. And uh, it was probably the most difficult surgery that I've ever been to. Um, somebody was talking about MRI I've I've had a a few, but um, I'll never forget when I woke up, uh, my wife was there There was Tony Simmons, uh, Pastor Tim when I got transferred from a different hospital to the VA hospital uh, he was there, I got hurt in the military uh, back in 91 to 92 in a deployment to Somalia, and I fractured my L4, L5 and um, so this is number 4 because I had a lot of scar tissue and when they break through the scar tissue it's a real delicate process and I had a lot of spinal fluid leakage and um, I had to lay flat on my back for I think it was 48 hours um, and 48 hours is a long, long time to stay on your back And um, but then you get humbled because there's another patient that's always there um, that's gone through something Stay on his back for, I, I, if I recall, two months, maybe even longer. And that really humbles you. And um, I'll never forget the doctors coming in. And when there's a group of doctors that come in, they come in with these pads. That's not really good news. And uh, I think it was my second day, and I was told that uh, my kidneys were. kind of gave me a sense of peace, but I was hurting, and um, then they came back again, and they were telling me that my kidney levels were high, and um, my creatine wasn't um, uh, either producing or it wasn't filtering right, and then on the the third time they came in, they said my uh, kidney levels went back to normal, praise God, and right away I said, Through a 12-step program that God's given me another tool in my tool bag, and uh, I go out and reach out to uh, the juveniles uh, three times a month. I also go to a a Red Gate recovery house in Long Beach, where uh, men and women are detoxing right then and there in front of you. They're in their first two or three days, and I get to carry the message. got that letter that uh, I'm 100% confident with special circumstances and I'm allowed to go on to military bases and you really nice privileges and uh, that's just another blessing of the Lord and a um, part of first touch ministry and I'm going to share a quick because I'm going over the time a little bit but this is an important uh, I was so excited uh, my company had a position security position back in 2017 into 2018, and I wanted this security position. I deserved it. I've been with the company 27 years, and I'm running through this. I prayed on it, and instead of internally giving that position to somebody inside the company, they went outside. So I was bummed out, and um, it wasn't a month. We've been coming here since 2000. 2018 began around the 2017-18 pastor Tim came up to me and he said uh, would you like to uh, lead first touch and uh, take over Touch? For- Faith, but has no deeds. Can such faith save. And I want to challenge um, my brothers and sisters this year. We have a men's prayer breakfast for the men. Um, suit up and show up. We need your support and you never know what type of relationship or your testimony to that brother might affect him. And um, sometimes I see it real small. also for the women too they have a monday fellowship the second or third monday of the month and it's in the bulletin and the same with the men's study on tuesday and I'm, I, I think pastor chuck has a men's or a, a full a bible study coming up once a year you know and, and uh, it's so important to uh, get involved and uh, i just want to thank
2: standing back there because you can see everything when you're standing back there but I was wondering when that radio was going to go off and <coughs> it did but Richard's always on duty, always ready um, and, and thank you for all that you do. You make my life um, a lot easier because I know things are in good hands. Brother Steve, would you come on up here? we enjoying this? Are you getting something out of it? To build our faith and to encourage each one of you as you walk through whatever God has you sojourning.
0: Okay. Um, um, God has really done a work in my life this sure. year. Uh, last April and 17, my grandson and I were working out in the front yard on the Sunday, and I really didn't like doing that because Sunday is the day of rest, and but that was the only day I could get him. So let's go so we I have a big tree in my front yard and now this time of year it just it's a big sycamore tree and it just I have leaves all over the place and I have these little sticky balls in the tree and you know, we've got to be careful where we walk or we fall over because those balls are roll and uh, anyway so I went out I had a hard time breathing. And I says, yeah, it smells, it sounds like smoggy lung. That's what I call it. If you grew up in California, you know what I'm talking about. You play outside when you're a kid and you can't breathe at night because you got smog in your lungs. But, you know, you go to sleep. brother, and we talked, we watched TV, and they finally got us in there, and it was around 9.30 at night, and um, they did all kinds of, they had to call in the cats scan specialist because she had already gone home for the day, and um, anyway, they did tests. Something like that. These little nodules all over my lungs, and the biggest one was like the tip of my fingertip. And then it took like two hours to count them. And then they came in and they said, "Well, you need to go see your primary care. And then I went to saw I saw that that doctor, and he sent me to another doctor. I had uh, did a brain scan on me. And when I came out, I asked Doc the radiologist, "I said, did you find any screws loose?" Um, because, because uh, you know, it was the funniest thing I could think of at the time. Because um, you just don't want to, you know, you don't want to show all your cards and cry. So, laughter is the best medicine. So, they they did the CAT scan, and then we walked. Two three days later, we're at the hospital again, and that one time, Darlene and Ryan and Pam was with me, and we sat down in the doctor's office. He walked in, sat down behind his desk, and says, "You have stage four cancer." And knocked me over with a feather, and I th- I was ready for you might have cancer, you know, but being in really. Back there has got that grin on your face. You never want to hear these words. You have cancer. But I know somebody that's in the healing business. And I serve a God that's not never never leaves us or forsakes us. And he shed his blood on Cowder for healing. He took the stripes of healing on his back. And you know it just just amazed about how God takes care of us. And I used to weigh three hundred and sixty five pounds. I used to be like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I I had a fifty six inch waist. It's amazing if you just treat your body right and and do that surgery. I have my blood sugar going from 320 down to 90, and which is within normal levels. And so I just thank God that we're able to um, just put our trust in him. And um, Isaiah 40 30, It's about uh walk, run run and not grow weary. Uh, I use I found that verse in N T C thirty years ago when I was I was only thirty years old. And young men uh, your young men will you know, will be your old man will dream dreams. Uh it's so true. I mean, I hate to admit it, 60, 63 years old and I'm dreaming dreams and I told my wife, I says uh didn't say this in the first service, there's a lot of things I said now that I didn't say in first service, but um, I told my wife, I when I got sick, I had a stroke and a heart attack, and I couldn't move my right leg. I couldn't get in and I met with someone helping me, and and I got tired of asking people and I'm hard-headed. And The exercises they gave me, I just started trying moving myself, and and I told my wife. I said, "I had a dream that I got up out of bed, walked out the kitchen door, down the driveway, and then I walked back." And she, and she says, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah." And two weeks later, I did it. Um, and. his new doctor, I'm his new nurse I'm his uh, he's, he's going he's gonna to have a great testimony next year so put him on your list <laughs> uh, because Pastor Tim asked me to do this last year but uh, this time last year at the beginning of the year I was in the hospital and so God wasn't done with me yet but uh, I just want to be that 90 degree angle I want God to be when I speak I don't want it to be me speaking, I want it to be him speaking through me. I want his words to come out of my mouth. And um, with my boys and Girl Rangers, I just want that. I want to leave my footprints of Jesus on their hearts, you know? And I'm coming back, Eric. So um, they're getting ready to have a camp out next weekend that I plus
2: Steve thank you so much and uh thanks for sharing brother Dave your name's already on that list along with somebody else from this morning from first service plus like i said this is a great perspective to see the whole body and i see many of you that we've we've been through some of the similar courses So I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Chuck, but I hope that, that you've all been blessed and encouraged because, and God obviously be glorified, because you're all, we're all walking through stuff. So don't lose sight of the goal. Continue to keep your eyes on the cross and use whatever God's given you today to continue that race. Stay in his word, stay on your knees, and uh,
3: glorify God. Thanks for joining us. For more information on Life Center Church and our ministries, visit LifeCenterChurch.com.